Welcome to the Sober and Happy Podcast, where we talk all things recovery-related, how to navigate the challenges that we'll face along the way on our journey towards our best lives, and how we can go from living a life of simply just being sober to a life where we're both sober and happy. How many times have you heard or said something like this? Today I lost my job and don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. I'm not sure I could get through this without having a drink. When we have that mindset, we set up conditional sobriety on the impossible task of nothing ever going wrong. To live truly sober and happy lives, we must accept and even embrace our challenging times. And that is what we're going to talk about today. So buckle up, this is going to be a great episode. I was talking to a friend one evening after work and was complaining about my boss at the time. My main issue was my boss was a little bit of a control freak and I didn't like the thought of being controlled. I remember telling him that evening, I'm not going to allow him to control me. He looked at me and said, that guy already has complete control over you. Your entire mood each day is controlled whether or not he acts the way you think he should. If your boss leaves you alone, you might be in a decent mood. If he pisses you off, your whole evening is spent complaining about him. And the longer you work there, the harder you fight it, and the more control he has over your life. I realized then that my entire happiness was controlled by life circumstances. I got stuck in the mindset that many of us do that for me to be happy, everything needs to go right and that somehow nothing should go wrong in life. And when it did, any complaining, bad moods I got in, taking it out on others or even worse was justified in my head. And let's be honest, many times we use hard times as an excuse. I know when I was getting out of rehab, I had a list of things that if they happen, I felt people would understood if I drank. Things like my dog dying, one of my parents dying, losing a job, or going through an especially difficult breakup. I didn't tell anybody I had this list, and I didn't specifically say that I would drink if those happened, but I secretly gave myself permission to relapse if they did. Sometimes it isn't even a big tragedy. When I first was going to AA, there was a guy that would go to meetings and anytime the phenomenon of craving topic would come up, people would debate about things like whether small traces of alcohol and mouthwash could cause a relapse or whether alcohol cooks out or not when you use it for cooking. This guy would always bring up that when he gets sick, he is drinking NyQuil and he doesn't care if it has alcohol in it. He said it's always worked and despite the fact that there is a whole aisle of cold and flu medicine without alcohol in it, he wasn't going to change. Cold and flu season came, he got sick, bragged in a meeting that he was taking NyQuil and didn't relapse and that was the last meeting we saw him in. A few months later, I saw him at the grocery store with the shopping cart loaded with alcohol. I don't know if the alcohol and NyQuil kicked off cravings that were so strong that he went and got a bottle or not. What I do suspect is there was something, even if subconsciously, about him giving himself permission to have alcohol. And once he reached that first level of justification, it opened the door to many other ones. And although I think there is a big gap between my justifications around tragic life events and him catching a cold, the justifications are the same. The mindset is the same. 
Luckily for me, I was able to recognize and change my thoughts around it before I experienced some of the things on my justification list. There is no way of living that could prevent sadness. Feeling emotions are not selective. To be able to feel joy and happiness, you must allow yourself to also feel sadness and grief. You cannot have one without the other. There is no life that exists where you will live in a state of happiness forever and imagining that there is only creates more sadness. You don't have to understand life and its circumstances. You just have to fully live it. Lack of happiness often is caused by the things we cling to. Even if you cling to one thing, your whole life often becomes that one thing. We create an existence where we must create a world where everything needs to go exactly our way to feel good. This world often is not based on reality, but simply our interpretation of our past experiences. By doing that, we pit ourselves against the universe and create the impossible task of everything in the world having to unfold in a certain way for us to be happy. I often fell into the trap of thinking that just by being a good human being, Everyone and everything around me would simply cooperate to create a world required for me to feel good. Not just the people in my direct life, but the traffic, the weather, random people commenting on social media, or even the neighbor's dog barking. It was like I felt I was owed something. And because of that, when the universe and the people in it didn't act exactly as I felt they should, I took it personally. That creates the mindset that to be happy, I must change the universe and everyone in it to fit what I currently define as good or bad. To do that, I must change everyone, including all of their past experiences, so that they will act in a way that I define as appropriate just so that I could feel good at this exact moment. Even if we had the ability to change that moment and how everybody acted to fit our mold to be happy, we're constantly changing our requirements based on our current mood, so they would also have to be constantly changing to match that. The other thing is that a single thing could be good or bad based on my circumstances at that moment in life or time. For example, my opinion on rain. When I was a kid, I hated rain because I loved to play baseball, and when it rained, games got canceled. Halfway through high school, I started bowling, so my memories of rainy days included meeting up for golden hash browns before Saturday morning bowling league and then bowling with my friend. My whole association with the rain changed with one change in my life. Today, if I'm camping, I want the rain to stay away. If I'm sitting on my couch in the evening enjoying a book, I love the sound of rain in the background. If I base my happiness on whether or not it rains, I am requiring the weather to cooperate based not only on my perspective of rain at that moment in my life, but it also must fit my current circumstances, irrespective of how the rest of the universe currently feels about it raining or not. By doing that, I created the impossible task of changing the entire universe moment by moment just to be happy. To think that I have that kind of power is insane but so many of us still try. To demand that everyone change their perspective, which is based on their own past experiences, just to make me happy at that moment, is pure selfishness. That demand on other people to change, to fit us, creates most of the conflict in our lives. We create an, an ideal world that is supposed to exist based on our interpretations that are molded by our past experiences. 
All this does is create a life of suffering by stating our desires and preferences and then demanding everything and everyone around us change to meet our demands, not taking into account whether or not they have the same desires and preferences themselves. I often have people ask me if this means they're supposed to just allow people to treat them poorly. Absolutely not. I'm a huge advocate for setting and maintaining boundaries with people in our lives. The suffering doesn't come from the way people treat you. It comes from basing your happiness on how others act and constantly trying to change their behaviors to match your ideals. Today, I find I am happiness when I'm open to others' perspectives, compassionate to their past experiences that created those perspectives, and not basing my happiness on the things that are completely out of my control. Life is about flow and allowing energy to seamlessly move through us. The suffering only comes from us trying to resist and harness that energy. We constantly try to reject energy that we don't like and desperately try to hold on to the energy that makes us feel good. We have no power over either action and waste so much of our lives trying to create scenarios of how we could have avoided bad past experiences or desperately trying to hold on to the good ones. Both create negative energy that we hold on to. Life is much easier if we just allow the moments to pass through and live in the present. One of the requirements for joy and happiness is acceptance. Acceptance does not mean that you have to agree with everything, but instead removing the resistance to things in your life. One of my favorite stories about acceptance comes from the parable of the Chinese farmer. There once was a Chinese man that lived on a farm with only his son, and they only had one horse that was used to pull the equipment to plow his fields. One day the farmer comes out and notices his horse ran away. All the village people come to him and tell him how sad it is that his horse ran away and now he won't be able to plow his fields. The farmer looks up and says, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. The village people look at him like he's crazy because this certainly is a bad thing in their eyes. The next morning, the farmer goes out and sees not only has his horse returned, but it has brought back an entire herd of wild horses with it. The village people gather around and tell him that he'll be able to sell these horses and become the richest man in the village and how great this is. He looks up and says, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Later that week, while his son was trying to ride one of those wild horses, he is bucked off, breaking his back and crippling him for life. The village people gather around again and tell him how tragic this is. His son will no longer be able to care for him when he gets old, but also he will now have to take care of his son for the rest of his life. This certainly is bad, they told him. He looked up and said, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. A week later, the Chinese army comes to the village and takes all of the able-bodied young men to go off and fight at war, and none of them return. His son was only saved by the circumstances that seemed so tragic only a week ago. We often don't know how something that is happening now is going to affect us in the future. I'm sure most of us could look back on situations in the past that seemed like the worst thing that could have happened to us then, but turned out to be good in the end. I once got laid off during a recession, and also at a time when it was very challenging to find work in my industry. I thought I was going to lose everything, my life as I knew it was over, and then a few weeks later, I got a job offer for an even better job that also came with a 25% increase in my salary. 
I know I've had ex-girlfriends break up with me, and at the moment I thought I would never find love again, only to look back later and realize I was in a relationship that was not good for me, and the breakup was actually a good thing, even if I couldn't see it at the time. But there are some things that don't have great turns of events later that make everything better, like someone we love dying. Someone else will not come along and replace them and make us feel better. However, even in those hard times, we have a choice on how we handle those events too. I have seen people that have allowed a death of a loved one to become a dark cloud over them that they are never able to escape and their sole focus on life is the absence of that person. I have seen other people that have taken very tragic deaths and decided that they are going to choose to live in honor of that person and use the memory of their loved one as inspiration to grow into people that they never thought was possible. It is natural to want to resist things that we see as negative and put the walls up. But by the time we feel the emotion, it is already inside of us. So when we put those walls up, we're actually trapping that emotion inside. That is why a single resentment could set someone back years from moving on in their life. Instead, we need to feel it, accept it for what it is instead of how we think it should be, and allow that emotion to pass through. On minor things like someone cutting us off in traffic, we could learn to do this on the fly and move on with our day with almost no lingering effect. Other things that hit deeper that we have already been holding on to for a long time will take repetition to finally release. In that repetition, though, we build that acceptance and letting go muscles. And once you've successfully done this with some of the big things, the daily annoyances that often plague us and keep us from being happy most days will become easy to now move on from. I think the quickest way to identify when we are entering into these patterns is to pause when you find yourself asking questions like, why me? Why not you? Maybe terrible things have happened to you or around you. What you choose to do next will shape the life you're going to live. Many people choose to lead a life where they're a victim of their circumstances. I know I have personally spent a lot of time in that space. If you have had especially different circumstances, people may even understand the way you act. They may even feel bad for you. But a life like that peaks at people feeling sorry for you for what you went through. What kind of life is that? What if we choose to be victors instead? We could choose paths of redemption moving forward in our lives. Rather than telling stories of what happened to us from the perspective of a victim, we could talk about how we have overcome our challenges and risen above. How we have built amazing, fulfilled lives even when we are dealt a bad hand. And instead of a life where people feel sorry for you, you will lead a life where people are inspired by you. Our world needs more inspiring stories, and I want you to become one of those. I want you to live an amazing, fulfilled, happy life, and I know that is possible for you. And I hope this episode has helped you move a little closer to that. If it has, please share it with someone that you know that hopefully it could inspire also. New episodes come out each Friday, so I look forward to connecting with you next week. And as always, thank you so much for listening and keep living sober and happy.